Hey there, Nerd Culture Podcast. This is Jackson here from ozpodcast.com.au. Just want to say congratulations for reaching 100 episodes. That's a really great achievement and a fantastic milestone for a fantastic Australian podcast. Hello and welcome to this very special episode 100 of the Nerd Culture Podcast. Yay! 100 episodes Yay! of this brilliance. Where's our first? There was much rejoicing. I'm your host David and we are the entire NCP crew. We've got the, the, we, we, we're getting the band together. That's what it is. Yay! That's what I was trying to think of. We're on a mission from God. Richo. Yay! Luke. Yeah! <laughs> Crystal. Luke never gets excited. <laughs> I've seen Luke excited. 100 episodes, Luke. Come on! Must drop something. Come on! Excitement! No? And Bo! It's alright. (laughs) (laughs) This guy. Bo never gets excited. (laughs) That's okay. Dave has more excitement than all of us combined. It's a two tail load. That's right. (laughs) He offsets offsets you guys. This is, it is uh, as you can probably tell from uh, from me, it, uh, screw the rest of the guys, but for me at least, it's very exciting. Yeah? 100th episode, who knew we'd get this far? I didn't. <laughs> there's, been, there's been a couple of times where I've thought, why the hell am I doing this? So it's, it's a miracle we got to where we are. Going through your long, dark tea time of the soul. That's, that's exactly right. Well, we're, we're talking, uh, you know, four-hour editing sessions later. It's like, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Those guys thing. just talk too much. <laughs> and uh, you will also have noticed the little intro bit at the start we're from Jackson from uh, Oz Podcasts. Uh, so thank you very much for doing that, dude. We're going to have, we're going to have that sort of thing throughout the show where we're going to have, uh, it's going to basically, it's going to be us talking and then it's going to cut to somebody saying happy 100th uh, episode uh, from various people that I know that were, were good enough to do that for us. It's, it's, it's very, very cool. So thank you to everybody who did that. Uh, and uh, I hope you enjoy them as well. Uh, but you also at this, would have also noticed at the start our new theme song. Uh, so uh, it's pretty exciting. I mean, we are, we we love 2001 here at the crew, and uh, as 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 uh, regular listeners will know, that we're big fans. But I thought I thought it was time for a bit of a change, and uh, we have our brand new uh, opening theme song, which was created by the lovely Crystal. So uh, not only she she's talented enough to do all our banners and all that sort of stuff, but she actually also does. As regular listeners would have known, she does the bit at the end that had, with all the contact information. But now she, she's done the the opening intro as well. So I hope you like it because uh, I do. I think it's awesome. I hope you like it too. Um, if you don't, keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's cool stuff. Hi, this is Jason Franks, the bad boy of Australian comics. Happy 100th NCP. And uh, it's a, a bit of a change of pace for this episode. Instead of having the usual format, uh, what I'll do is I'll throw out some uh, factoids about the last 100 episodes. I just like that word, factoids. Uh, and then I'll be sort of semi-interviewing the crew. So basically it's just going to be us having a conversation for your entertainment. Okay. That's basically what it is. Oh, so it's yeah, not a clip show. No, it's not, it's not a clip show. <laughs> it's like the end of the like, year for the next clip show. <laughs> it's like, throw, throw up factoids, and it's like, oh, all right, clip show, I don't need to do any work. No, no, no. Damn it. One of those classic Star Trek clip shows. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Oh, season two of Next Gen. How awful you we are. We could throw a, a loosely scripted piece together and just to join up the favourite clips. <laughs> Why don't we do a clip we show? Do that. 
Why don't we do a clip show about things that didn't actually happen? Like, we just make up, oh, this was hilarious when this happened on episode 37. Actually, <laughs> that, that, quotes that was, out of context. That, that, was, <laughs> that was funny when South Park did it. Now that every other, you know, cutting-edge comedy show tries to do that very same thing. Yeah, uh, damn, um, South Park beat me to it. And I, don't, I don't know if you know, Which but we're came not first, though? Which came first, Clerks, the animated series, or South Park? Because Clerks did that, too. Second episode was a, uh, was yeah, a, was a clip uh, show. Episode. South yeah. Park beat him. Oh, there you go. Um, South Park versus Quirks, contest of champions. <laughs> no, South Park is. South Park well, they is would do it, but they big bees out there, so they can't. <laughs> exactly. For quite a lot of our listeners, uh, to this episode is the most important because we're announcing the winner of the Mega Bag of Swag giveaway. The Mega Shark Bag of Swag. Mega shark. <laughs> <laughs> it has to Bag-a-net, get bigger every Bag-nado. episode. This is the most entries we've ever had for a competition. It's just it's been it's been, it's been huge, and uh, and really, how could you blame him? And the mega bag of swag, magnificent. Then, when you do the next one, can you rename it? And so it's not mega bag of swag; it's mega bag versus swagnado. <laughs> <laughs> I could I could do that. I won't, but I could do that. <laughs> um, so before we go on, just I just want to throw in some disclaimers. Uh, this episode is marked explicit. Basically, because I'm going to throw in some clips of Larry from Larry's episode, which was also fucking pleasant. So I just want to point that out there. So just be, be, please bear in mind. Um, it won't it's be anything. It's about fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> there won't be anything too ridiculous, but you know, there'll be stuff like that. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, this episode will most likely be longer than normal. So uh, just keep that in mind. And before we go, before we just before we go on, I just want to do a quick shout out to the cool guys at Behind the Panels because uh, they're also celebrating their 100th episode this week. So that's uh, very cool. So now we must crush them <laughs> for they are the competition <laughs> and hear the lamentation of their women. They are the competition. That is true, but they're cool guys. So I'm cool. I'm, I'm willing to go with it. So no crushing. Richard and David from uh, Behind the Panels. Hey, my, my iPad's big enough for two podcasts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so check them out. Hi there, it's Nicola Scott, and happy 100 episode to NCP. So anyway, on with the show. So let's start off with some factoids. I haven't got a, I haven't got a heap of them. And I was going to do it as like a trivia contest, but I realised that none of you would have known the answers. <laughs> so I'll just throw them out as factoids. I can't even, even remember what happened in the last episode. That was like the last hundred. Well, you went on the last episode. Even though I've listened to all 99 previous episodes, I still probably wouldn't get the answers. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you were on the last episode. What am I talking about? Episode 99. Anyway, moving on. Uh, NCP was born April 27th, 2011, which was our iTunes approval episode. So when you want to go onto iTunes, you have to send in an episode so that they, they know that you're not the Ku Klux Klan or something. And uh, we dubbed that the Zero episode. Zeros. Uh, but episode one, so official episode one, was uploaded May 12th, 2011. Uh, we started out as monthly, uh, but very soon changed to fortnightly. In fact, at episode three, we changed to fortnightly. So <laughs> I, was, I thought it was longer than that. See, uh, I would have got that wrong. I, yeah. thought it was, I thought it was longer than that as well, but and it's my show. So, <laughs> uh, so that was uh, July 3rd. Uh, then on episode 62, which was October 20th, 2013... Uh, not only did we move to weekly, but that's when Bo officially joined the crew. Yay! Hey, what, hey. what episode number was it? It was uh, six, on my chest. That was sixty-two. <laughs> sixty-two. Okay, I'm gonna add it somewhere. It's actually our one-year anniversary when we go to New York, October twenty. Uh, <laughs> so Bo was Bo was on some previous episodes before then as a special guest, but he officially joined the crew at that point. Anybody know what our longest episode was? Oh, it'd be the Star Wars episode. Oh, I got an, I got a guess. All right, go. 
Uh, the Star Wars versus Star Trek guy. <laughs> that was close, though. Uh, Chris, you say you and Crystal. The longest. You and Crystal. I, well, that was the longest recording, but I had to edit it down. But, oh, okay. Uh, so uh, no, our longest episode was in fact twenty-one, which was our Star Wars prequel trilogy special, which was an hour forty-seven. Well, because uh, that went in two parts. Yeah, well, we did so. the prequels and the originals. Yeah, yeah so. originals. Uh, and in our shortest episode. Anybody know what that was? That's the one I didn't show up for? That's the one Luke didn't show up for. <laughs> <laughs> 15 minutes, that's what I want. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was episode 13, which I dubbed the Luke Free episode, and uh, that was 39 minutes. Yeah, ah, was, good times. It was also the one where we reviewed Immortals. God, that was terrible. Oh, Immortals, yes. <laughs> Shocking. I should have no, remembered I remember that. Immortals. Yeah. So is Luke must be the long-winded one of the shortest episode. <laughs> that's, that's the basically, I did, well, I didn't want to say that, but that's basically what it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, that is true. I, I think a better way of putting it is Luke's the only one that actually does any preparation. <laughs> He's the only one that actually knows anything, so therefore, you know. Your knowledge is very impressive. Yeah, I, I, I just feed off whatever Luke's saying and <laughs> makes my, make myself look good by the comparison. Uh, our mouse, now this is very surprising to me. I just don't understand it, but it's our most downloaded episode is a tie between episode four, which was our Do Android Stream of Electric Sheep special. Okay. Wait, Blade Runner. Uh, it wasn't Blade Runner, it was the Do Android yeah. Stream. It was separate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blade Runner and oh, Do Android. Oh, we didn't do them on the same episode. No, no. So we, we, we reviewed the, yeah. the book and the comics from IDW or whatever yeah. it was on that episode. Huh. Actually, one of my least favorite episodes. They're actually comics I've read. Oh, there you there go. There you go. <laughs> um, and episode, in episode six, which is where we reviewed Galactic Patrol, Doc Savage, Kirby Genesis, and we did the History of the Pops. Yeah. So they are most downloaded episodes. So basically, what you're, saying is, what you're saying is, is that we actually haven't advanced anywhere in those numbers since episode six. <laughs> those episodes have been downloaded over 5,000 times. Really? Wow. It's almost double the next one. So, it's for it's our next episode, we'll be talking more about pulps. <laughs> <laughs> that basically yeah. says it all, doesn't it? Every yeah. episode should involve the pulps and uh, do Android Android do Android 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 in some way. Some, some high searchable keywords in the titles or something. I don't yeah. know what it is. That's it. Uh, and and uh, Bo, thank you for that segue. Our most uh, searchable word. Our search <laughs> words. Yeah, our search words. Our most searched words. Funnily enough, get this, uh, strangely, nerd culture and podcast. That's but right. then we've That's got, how I found you. But then we've got <laughs> Man, Man of Steel and yep. Mario. Mario. <laughs> well, we had Fantastic. the voice of Mario on. He was really good. How is Mario? That's so bizarre. I know. Well, our, only, okay. our only Mario connections are yes, we Man had. Of that we had um, obviously referring to Luke, but Mario. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, finally, we, someone acknowledges the truth. We had. Uh, so we had uh, Charles Martinet. Yeah, Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario, yeah. and that was an awesome, was awesome interview. He was gold. Um, and Brian Walyoda's wife, Nikki, did an in a fake interview with. Uh, Mario as part cool. of her interview series on the website. You know, of course, therefore, your next uh, challenge then has to be the Man of Steel versus Mario. Mario. That, yeah, our next uh, we'll get more downloads. We'll get more downloads than ever before. And I just want to throw in just for my own gratification that the, the next searchable uh, term was Prometheus. Why, uh, for your Prometheus yeah. rant, uh, for your yeah. get on your soapbox fanboy and rant. <laughs> but is that, you know, wasn't that like several weeks of just you going off? <laughs> it was <laughs> Prometheus. So I read that on the website. Going, which when does this end? <laughs> oh my goodness, he's found something new to pick on here. I think it took him a good two months to actually calm down after Prometheus. <laughs> then we brought it up on the show again, and he went up again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did a field play of Prometheus. It's probably our worst one, I think, because it just. It's oh, just me just being a dick. Oh, the best. Well, no, yeah, you're just hating it. the whole movie. And I'm like, 
It's bad, but it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first it's time we. It's bad, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. We almost come to blows. <laughs> it's like I, I haven't actually wanted to admit this, but because it's our one hundredth episode, I, I think I can now. I actually quite liked Prometheus. <laughs> Get out! All right, it's not just me. Okay. Now that now that you've came out, I'm brave enough to come out and say that I liked it too. Good man. Uh, and our last you know story is Sorry, uh, you know the scariest thing about that? There's a Prometheus closet. <laughs> <laughs> I've mentioned it on the show before, but uh, our the most our most listeners come from the United States, uh, and strangely enough, our second most listeners come from Germany, which is all oh, right. <laughs> and, and third is, is uh, you know Australia's own Australia. So uh, <laughs> Australia's own Australia. <laughs> so those Yanks, they love us. They love us, Bo. USA, USA. Yeah. All right, and we love you back. So maybe we I should have bring the America. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that, that uh, makes sense for why we're actually going to America. So we're going to uh, New York Comic Con, or at least Crystal and I am, and uh, so we're going to meet up with uh, Yumbo and his crew and and uh, do New York Comic Con. It's going to be absolutely magnificent. Try and squeeze Luke and Richo into our suitcases. I'm pretty no, big. No, you need a pretty big uh, suitcase, unfortunately. If in America, there's, there's a couple yeah. of there's a couple of American entries into the mega bag of swag. So if one of them win, <laughs> I'm going to take it with me. I'm not going to send it. <laughs> take it. Post it to load. and send it from there. Insane. Hi, I'm Nick, NCP's number one fan. Happy hundredth episode and many more to come. Bye. Cool. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the sort of semi interview slash conversation. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go. To be it's honest, a slasher either. conversation. A slasher. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it goes. All right. So let's start off. So, what uh, got you guys into podcasting? I, sh- I just love how you got into your uh, parky position. Mm. There. I got into my uh, my interview position. Yeah. You know what? Um, can I answer that? Go. You did. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, that, 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 that's actually going to be my answer as well. <laughs> you said, hey, let's do a podcast. And I went, okay, okay. if only I'd known <laughs> what I was getting myself into. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the partial truth to that. Like, you, you think, like, I remember my first podcast that I listened to was Smodcast, but it was back in, it was a long time ago when it was just Kevin Smith. And um, I had gotten my first iPod and I heard it and I was like, you know, he's just talking. Like, I could totally do this. <laughs> yeah. Within and my skill range. You, you realize it's a whole lot more work in the end. Like, the talking part, that's the easy part. That that's is like the easy part. 5 to 10% of the podcast, and all the rest is, is all the behind-the-scene work that no one knows. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you, you're preaching to the choir here, man. As, as you said. I mean, I mean as, as our, listener, our regular listeners will know, um, Bo has his own uh, podcast, uh, ECN Radio, ECN Network. You see, two-timers. Um well, he started. He started with them first. To be fair, he was. You, with, you, he you, you podcast. You podcast, hussy. You. <laughs> so yes, I mean, it's, I mean, I guess this, this question was more directed to to Yumbo, but uh, yeah, I mean, but what, what first got you into podcasting? You just wanted to be better than Kevin Smith. Let's let's face it. With <laughs> well, uh, yeah, that would be really. No, I think he's really good actually at podcasting. <laughs> he is actually um, pretty good. <laughs> um, I think that. Uh, but that's not my like podcast hero. What got me into podcasting is a guy named uh, Drew Garabo, which is actually a radio personality in Florida. Um, but there was a time period where he was out of work and he was doing a podcast called The Drew Show. I started, I think, right off the bat, probably the first three podcasts I listened to were Modcast, Comic Geek Speak, and The Drew Show. And The Drew Show, I just thought was so clever. I mm. mean, he was just really like, um, he would call McDonald's and talk about 
like milkshakes for like half his show and the guy at mcdonald's didn't even know he was on the podcast like <laughs> I, just, I just thought he was so funny like he was it was so clever the things he would do to use this medium and uh i followed drew until he quit doing podcasts and um i listen to him now even even though he's on a he's local radio host in florida but i still listen to him um and yeah that's that's what got me in the podcasting was as I, I thought well i could do what this guy does this guy's this guy's making money doing literally nothing. He's just talking into a microphone, and then yeah, it's not, it's not that, it's not that easy, not at all. <laughs> it is not that easy. Have you made any money, bro? <laughs> uh, well, that's a trick question. I've definitely made less than I have invested. Save you. Well, we 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 we're we're still waiting for that burger. <laughs> You're not getting that burger. Hey, 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 our podcast could be making millions, and David just never tell us. <laughs> That's not true. That was the goal you never know. He might be making money. You know. Well, how do you think? How do you think I paid for that Superman statue? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Where do you think the iMac went? <laughs> uh, and uh, what be your favourite moment from the past ninety-nine episodes of NCP? Okay, my absolute favourite moment actually has to be from Luke and. You know, I don't like stroking Luke's ego or anything because it's big enough as it is. But um, Luke's, Luke's introduction to um, the steampunk oh, yeah. episode oh, was just was magnificent. It was brilliant. Um, That's right, Ironhead. Yes, I gave me the nickname Ironhead of all things. But um, That's a good choice, yeah, man. That was just, I remember because I, I had no idea what Luke had prepared. Mm. And um, I, he did tell me that he had an introduction, but... Just no idea, no idea what was coming, and um, what we got was pretty awesome. I got one. Yeah. Episode 50. Oh, really? <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, that, that was no, hilarious. Because, because, this is the time, tra- the time travel episode. Well, that, that's that's because... the one I was going to pick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I Beat you. Um, <laughs> because it was a break from the norm, you know. We yeah. tried to play things up a little bit more instead right. of just, you know. Oh, that makes me feel so good. Seriously, I thought that episode was would come across being incredibly lame. I mean, that got awful. That um... was part of its charm. Okay, cool. That's good. Really? I, this actually Cause... makes me feel really good because when we get later, because later on when we get to our least favorite moment, yeah. that was going to be mine, the 50, because I, I thought it was an absolute disaster. <laughs> okay. Oh, it was it nowhere near as cool it as really I thought worked. it was going to be. In my, in my head, I thought this is going to be the greatest podcasting episode known to man. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, uh, it just, it just didn't. Didn't work for me. Yeah, but that's that's you being close to it though. Rather while than, I was editing, I got to tell you, yeah. while I was editing, I was almost falling asleep because I was so bored. I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> we're at nineteen fifty-six. I just can't take anymore." <laughs> <laughs> so that that makes me feel really good. I'm really glad that we all said that. It's cool. As listeners know, I put all my favorite bits into clip shows. So if you listen to episode forty and episode seventy-two, mm-hmm. you'll know all my favorite bits. But <laughs> some of my most, oh, I don't have specific episodes that are my favorite. I have more specific moments. And some of my favourite ones is um, one from very early on when we were talking about 2001 and we're all we're making the eight motions. <laughs> <laughs> and you hear David in the background going, dude, funky gibbon. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another one when... Um, That's what we should have been video. We're talking about Asimov's short stories and, uh-huh. and uh, Richard's mentioned Herbie and you, the love bug. <laughs> the love bug. And every time that, that, uh, Richard says Herbie, David says, you know, goes to Monte Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> and I think my most favourite moments of all are uh, always Luke's impressions. Yeah. 
Especially his Rod Serling. His Rod Serling. That was an impressive Rod Serling impression. And, and I liked his uh, Rambo as um, Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> did I do Rambo as Han Solo? Did I? Yeah. Oh, yes. that was the Star Wars episode. <laughs> my, my favourite moment was, uh, was, the, was the Larry episode. I'm actually going to insert it into this episode. Oh, dear. Because it's just oh, hilarious. No. But the anyway, so not only was this comment that I'm about to play absolutely magnificent, the reaction <laughs> on all the crew's faces was just unbelievable. And he just, after the episode, he just wouldn't stop apologising. <laughs> it sort of became a bit of an in-joke and a bit of a meme amongst the NCP crew, too. <laughs> oh, Jesus, it was hilarious. Anyway, so I'll, I'll insert it now. Oh, you gave him a T-shirt. Yeah. So I just See, gave, I just he got a T-shirt. What's the bet? Now... Like, <laughs> do you reckon he wore it? I don't know. This is Stan Lee wearing a nerd culture. No, podcast. no, no. This is one of his minders. Oh fuck him! <laughs> just, why would you do that? Just you should have got guy. twenty bucks for it. He probably uses it as a cum rat. <laughs> <laughs> like, why wouldn't you just get him to fucking get twenty bucks for it? <laughs> hey, hey, dickhead! If you're gonna like shoot a load and then just leave it, like use it, my t-shirt as a fucking rag. Fuck I you! Think I should get nerd culture socks. <laughs> <laughs> God, he was brilliant. You couldn't oh. have him on without actually having an explicit warning at the start. <laughs> uh, awesome. All right, so, uh, so yeah, so following on, what's your least favourite NCP moment? Uh, my least favourite moment is the time that you told me the Seinfeld TV show <laughs> was coming back and then it didn't come back! <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favourite moments. <laughs> oh, that, you're a bad man. <laughs> least favourite moment of life or this podcast Tied. Tied. <laughs> I feel bad now. You should feel bad. That's a cruel thing. I knew it was, knew it was, was not coming back. <laughs> and he keeps mentioning it every now time you say something cool. He goes, this better not be another Seinfeld thing. Let's move on. Let's move on. Jeez. Anyway, what was your first comic? Casper, maybe Archie. The, the first comic, and the first comic I actually remember. Yep. The first comic, I think, mm-hmm. was a uh, Donald, Donald Duck comic. I can remember the cover, which I think was Gladstone Gander, or maybe Donald himself dressed in sort of a king outfit, but he was sort of jumping or dancing on Huey, Louis, Huey Dewey, and Louie. So, you know, completely appropriate for... Child abuse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the one that I really remember watching it, uh, reading is um, the trade paperback of Batman, Death and the Family. Wow, um, and that's, that's an introduction to comics player. Um, that's <laughs> really the one that sort of sets me yeah. on you know, comic path. On the comic path. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say Death in the Family. Fair enough. My first comic would have been uh, from a company called Newton. No, yeah, no, Newton Comics. Newton were uh, a company that uh, reprinted American comics, but they reprinted them in black and white and put god-awful, badly-coloured covers on them where they completely got the colours wrong most of the time. <laughs> That's hilarious. Did and, you colour uh, them in? Look, I coloured them in all the time. <laughs> I've got know. one of those where Spider-Man's purple. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> There's one they did for um, the first appearance of Wonder Man where his, his colours, uh, it makes him look like a Christmas tree. Yeah. It's, like, really bizarre. <laughs> but um, The Wonder Man um, of Christmas. Yeah. Uh, I've said it before on the show, so um, I'll just say mine uh, is Amazing Spider-Man 289, which was awesome. Hi, this is Shane Berryhill, writer-creator of 12 Gauge Comics, Sherwood, Texas, and you're listening to Nerd Culture Podcast. Is there any artists that you admire? It doesn't have to be comic artists, it can be... MC Escher. Cool. MC Escher, and I like Dali, and I like Van Gogh. Uh, I think I just think Van Gogh's fascinating. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. Van Gogh. And and, and I love that... 
um, Doctor Who episode with Van Gogh. It is yeah, actually, yeah, I, I've, I've really mentioned many times too. that I don't like New Who, but uh, that's actually one of my favourite episodes. But um, I, I think Esh's work fascinates me the most just because of the twists and the turds and the angles and perspectives and, and the imagination that goes into it. Cool. Well, as we discuss high culture, um, no, <laughs> as far as classic artists go, Leonardo da Vinci is like a hero of mine. And going into the Sistine Chapel and seeing Michelangelo's work in, in, in Rome is pretty damn impressive. But as far as, uh, you know, comic artists go, um, Jack Kirby all the way. Jack, I'm mean, like a Jack Kirby junkie. The king. I, I, I worship the king. <laughs> and that's all there is to it. Well, I, I do have a comic artist I like. I like Charles Schultz, just for his simplistic yeah. style. And he yeah. gets so much across in just the little faces of the, the little kids. Yeah. Fair enough. You, yeah. you don't have to have a lot of detail in there for it to work. Yeah, very true. Well, I'll go. Let's. I'll go with an Australian artist, shall I? Um, and I'll talk. Um, I'll put up Jeffrey Smart. Yep. Because of his use of industrial landscape. Yep. And the way he uses that to sort of illustrate humanity, I think, has always, um, always impressed me. Um, in terms of comics, God, where do I start? Um, you know, Will Eisner and Richard has mentioned Kirby. Um, Neil Adams has always been a favourite of mine. His Batman run is one of my is. Probably my favourite um, Batman run, um, but then also guys like Milton Kniff and Alex Raymond and Hal Foster as well. So, fair enough. Uh, comic artist, I would say. Just trying to, you know, you've mentioned the the staples. So, I would say Michael Oming has a really style that I really, I really find inspiration in. I have uh, something behind me. I've always admired this artist. He's not really like super famous. He's from um, Charlotte. Um, his name is John Harrison Jr. He does these really That's cool. Awesome. Like, like, the colors don't make any sense, but somehow they do. That's someone I've been interested in just as of lately. Very cool. Uh, do you have any writers that you admire? Oh, Christine mm-hmm. Catherine Rush. Yep. Yep, there you go. Asimov. Yeah, I must admit, doing, doing this podcast, because I'd never read an Asimov book before we started the podcast. And now we do it every year. And now we do it every year. So I must admit, I've, I've come to really appreciate uh, Asimov's work. Um, I love Ray Bradbury. And Fahrenheit 451, as I've mentioned many times in the past, is my favourite novel of all time. From a non-fiction perspective, I love the writing of Noam Chomsky. Luke? Um, uh, well, Alfred Bester is my favourite novelist. Um, and yeah. And Stars of the Desert is, you know, awesome, awesome tasty fish. Um, <laughs> so in terms of... Uh, also, I'm a huge fan of uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings is my favourite novel. Um, so I must... I've got to put Tolkien up there, I guess, as well. Um, so, you know, going from... <laughs> Psychopathic uh, bastards to uh, expansive high fantasy, and then in terms of comics, um, uh, Jim Starlin. Awesome. Yeah. Let's see. It's hard for me to think of one off the top of my head. The first thing that comes to mind is Charlie Kaufman, but I mean he's yeah. a screenwriter. I don't know if that counts, but it's, a, it's just writers. Um, that counts. Yeah. Any uh, any any movie I've ever seen by Charlie Kaufman has been amazing. So yeah. I figure, even though I've never actually seen the text that make it up, um, I mean, he must be a great writer. That's yeah, very cool. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome. Hi, this is Tom Taylor. Congratulations to the NCP on their 100th episode. Has, uh, has anybody here ever been starstruck? No. <laughs> uh, but, see, I, I'm not really interested in the cult of personality quite so much. Yeah. I'm more interested in the work they produce. That's fair enough. Um, so actually meeting meeting a person, meeting someone... I've never, okay, to be fair, I've actually not met anyone famous. Yeah. Um, so you're saying if you, didn't, if you met Kirby, if he was alive, mm-hmm. you, you wouldn't be like, oh my God, 
I'd be like, please, please draw me a sketch. Please, any any character you like will do. Just a just a penis. I don't care. I'll take it. Fine. I'd be like, you know, it'd be Mr. Kirby. It's nice to meet you, and you know, I'm a big fan of your work, but more not. Uh, oh my God, Kirby, I absolutely love your work. Can you just do me 500 pictures of Orion Dark? Can I have it? And 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 all this, and my brain's about to explode because I'm in restrained. I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I once met Alan Border for Bo's benefit. He's a famous Australian cricket captain. I don't remember being starstruck by it. I do. Rem- I was in high school and um, I'd just done an assignment on cricket and showed it to him, and he and he wrote excellent on it, which is pretty awesome. Alan Border graded your tr- your cricket. Yeah, he he work. wrote excellent with an exclamation mark. All right, yeah. hey, yeah, I still got it. I don't know if I've ever been starstruck. Um, One of my sort of favorite celebrity conversations was when I got to meet uh, Bruce Tim and Andrea Romano. Mm-hmm. And they were just awesome, and they were at a convention, and I don't think anybody even knew who they were. <laughs> like they were just sitting there by themselves, and I just yeah, that, so that was pretty cool. But um, and I did once meet um, a local celebrity called Brooke Satchwell, who at the time was doing was she on Neighbours? Neighbours. Yeah, she's doing this god awful soapy called Neighbours, and um, <laughs> she was on she was on a movie set I was working on, and everybody else was starstruck, but I had no idea who she was. <laughs> so I'm just talking to her. You just thought and, she was like, just some hot chick. I, I just thought, she's just an actress that's on the thing, so, you know, she needs direction as to where she's got to go and who she's got to meet and where the makeup people are. And I had yeah. a chat to her for a while, but no idea who she was. And people are coming up to me afterwards, oh, that's Brooke Satchwell. I'm like, yeah, that's what she said her name was. <laughs> that's hilarious. Bo? I don't know that I really get starstruck that much. Exactly. As part of, as part of our, our show, is we, we get to interview people. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. That's that's what's kind of great about like what we do is that yeah. uh, that we have an opportunity to to you know, meet people that we admire. I would say that I am more likely to get starstruck over an artist than over a television show or a uh, um, I don't know a movie star, and I don't know why that is. Yeah, it's just I've met television show stars, especially at cons and stuff. I've done interviews. I've asked them really stupid questions to try to <laughs> throw them off. What was the name of that Battlestar Galactica guy? Aaron Douglas. So, like, <laughs> oh, okay, it, it's a it's a running it's a running gag on, on uh, ECN that uh, Bo doesn't like the Battlestar Galactica reboot. Right. And so we got to interview this dude. What was his name again? Aaron. Aaron Douglas. Aaron, Aaron Douglas. Douglas. Yeah. What was the question you threw? Oh, I was asking him really dumbass questions. Like, um, and and see, that's the thing is, I think he thought that I was like this really crazed Star Trek fan, but that was kind of like I was just asking him questions that I thought would really like no one's ever asked him. So, like, I asked him, like, why they cut the corners off of all the paper in Battlestar Galactica. Um, and just weird shit like that. And and the whole con, like, because I did that on, like, the first day of the con. And then, uh, you know, I was there before and after. So this guy saw me a lot. Like, Aaron Douglas would see me just carrying stuff in and out of the con. And he would always kind of, like, look at me like he was trying to figure me out. Like, was I... <laughs> Was I trolling him or was I just a really insane fan? So it was it was a lot of fun. But like the only time I've ever been starstruck is I remember I can think of two cases where I'm a huge fan of this band called Between the Buried and Me, and the lead singer's name is Tommy Rogers. Well, I saw him walking around at a concert one time, and, and there's kind of an obscure band. Probably most people were there to see the headliner, and they didn't know who Tommy Rogers was. So he's just walking around like – looking at the crowd and talking to people and, and um you know i walked up and shook his hand i was like oh my god dude i'm, I'm the lead singer in a band and i just you know i pray that one day i'll be as good as you are and like you know i was like really like starstruck by him and uh by most people's 
like I'm not criticizing Tommy Rogers, but by the standard person's definition, he's not a star, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just amazed to see him. I don't know. Cool. I guess. I mean, I guess in the situation that, that we're in, like the bow and myself, where we get to interview these people, it's more like work. I don't really. I don't get a chance to be starstruck because I'm too yeah. really concentrating on making sure that the interview is actually right. Mm. You know what I mean? It's just. I mean, there's been a couple of occasions where I've been like, "Holy crap! I am talking to this person." So yeah. like, uh, Kira Dulaire, obviously. So you know, yeah. Dave from 2001 was one of those sort of situations where I was like, "Oh my god!" And there's been a couple of times where I've been sort of overwhelmed, like when I when I sort of I, I loosely call it interviewed Michael Rooker. <laughs> it's the worst interview I've ever done because basically I didn't get to ask any questions. Um, okay, so then to throw this all back at you and to sort of you know turn the tables a little bit. Yeah. What's the best interview you've done, and who has been your favourite interviewee? In terms of just how well, how structured the interview was? Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. My favourite one that you did is Charles Martinet, just because he cracked you up so much you couldn't speak. Yeah. yeah. Just... <laughs> to answer the second part of your question, it was definitely Charles Martinet. Yep. I mean, no, no disrespect to any of the people. That I, was, I mean, I've talked to some, some pretty cool people. Mm. Uh, but Charles Martinet was just the most natural and just genuinely friendly person, mm. and god damn, he was hilarious. It was, I mean, he just it was just naturally hilarious. And and yeah, just, I was, I was crying. Just, I was he laughing. Just, so he, he, and he, he, he could yeah. tell he could see you couldn't speak, and he just kept yeah. going and making. He just kept it. going just to rub it in. Um, so I, I guess, I, I guess, by all the, all the, I guess, by the definition of a good interview, I guess that wasn't the best because I really didn't ask that many questions. It was basically me laughing all the time. I don't know, I'm quite, I'm quite happy with with cares. What was the one where I felt the need to email everyone and say, listen to this, Dave has got really good technique. I can't remember which one it was. Yeah, I can't remember either. Anyway, enough enough of me. Bo, would you answer that question? Uh, Probably my favourite interview is that one we were talking about with Aaron Douglas, just because it just threw him for such a loop, and I thought it was hilarious. And it's one of my favourite interviews because I feel like, you know, I had this whole... I don't really hate Battlestar Galactica, but on the show, I had already built up so much that, like, I hate Battlestar Galactica. And I made so many jokes about it. It's the way you do with Prometheus, basically. Yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. If, if you interviewed somebody important on Prometheus, um, you would want to think that you had the balls to actually tell them that you didn't like their products, but in a kind of a humorous kind of way. That way it's not rude. Well, so I, I was, I, yeah, I guess the example would be Ridley Scott. If I if I got the chance to talk to Ridley Scott, I'd be like, oh my oh, god, he's done I'm talking so much to Ridley good, Scott. Though. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah and it would right. be it'd be like I'd be in awe of, of his awesomeness. But I would I just couldn't help myself. I would have to say, and so why did you drop the ball on Prometheus so bad? I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, would, I, I wouldn't be able to help myself. You see, my, my response to that is that he didn't drop the ball on Prometheus as a director. It's Lindelof as a screenwriter who dropped the ball. <laughs> yeah, but he approved the script. True, and said it was good. So okay, that I, is true. <laughs> I, I would have a problem if I ever got a chance to interview Michael Bay. Yeah. <laughs> so, Michael, so, Michael, why is it that each one of your films is a steaming pile of crap? I can answer that. I can answer that. It's because... Oh, it's because... Oh, and then he just walked off. I found it. It was the Jim yeah. Towns interview. I oh, yeah. It he was, was so yeah. good, I felt the need to email um, Luke and Richard saying, that? you should really listen yeah, to this. Jim, yeah. Ta- Jim Towns, the director of House of Bad. He was he was good. He was oh. a good interview. It's episode 65. Yeah, he was he was actually quite quite a job. So that's the thing is, I've very, there's been only a very, very few occasions where I've interviewed someone and, and thought either that was a bad interview or I just didn't really have fun. I won't name names, um, you know, but it was, I guess I guess my worst interview was the guy for, was the guy from Tron. What's his name? Bruce, Bruce Boxer. Boxer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bruce Boxer. Because even though he was awesome, I, I, I spoke to him for like a good hour. And I was only meant to have 10 minutes. 
But it's basically, but it was bad interview in the sense that I had no control over it. He just rambled on like an old man. Uh, it was funny. He was, he was awesome. <laughs> I can, I can imagine though where you would have gotten starstruck, and I reckon if you'd actually gotten the chance to interview Stan Lee. Oh yeah, you would have been just so completely. Well, Star-Trek, I guess that's the only. Yeah, that's, that's basically the only time I've been Star Trek. I suppose when I met Stan Lee, I mean, I was, it was, you know, I'm, I'm amazed I didn't give him a hug and kiss him or something. It was, <laughs> it, was it was pretty bad. Get the shoulder restraining order. I know it would have been. Lucky he had security guards. That's all I'm saying. Security. G'day, this is Paul Bedford, author of the list and Battlefield Four Tragic here at Oz Comic Con, and you're listening to Nerd Culture Podcast. Okay, so if you could keep only one memory, what would that what would that be and why? And it, and it, why is that so funny? That's such a meta question. Like, I don't it know is. That. <laughs> For me, it'll, it'd be when the it's a bit personal one, but it's a it's the proposal. Yeah, oh, cool. I mean so the film, nice. the proposal. <laughs> it's the Australian classic. No, actually, it's the film, the the Last Samurai. <laughs> Go <laughs> it's Prometheus. I'd, I'd keep the memory of Prometheus. Forever. I know the question is a bit meta, but they can't all be what's your favourite comic. You know what I mean? We've got to have a bit more into it. Anyway, so, uh, Richard? I honestly have no answer for that question. <laughs> Fair enough, Luke. Coming out of the cinema the first time I saw Masters of the Universe. <laughs> and Greatest cinema. It's the moment that the harshest critic was born. <laughs> um, it just you know saying this is wrong that is wrong where's Battle Cat <laughs> that was my biggest one where the hell was Battle Cat <laughs> quite simply I didn't have the budget for Battle Cat <laughs> so, in all, so in all of the problems, I did have a massive crush on Teela though so with, with all of the problems <laughs> that, that that movie has and it is just awful <laughs> your main problem was where was Battle Cat that was my very first thought was where the hell is Battle Cat okay I just got to point out that I was five at the time <laughs> And so my direct response, my direct response to be, this is not like the cartoon. Yeah, okay, yeah. fair point. Bo's been thinking very hard, I can see it. What's, what's, you got yeah, one? I'm trying really hard. He actually leaned back in his chair and was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it would be something with my wife, but I'm trying to think of what the the best memory is, though. Well, see, well, she's always nagging me, so it's hard to come up with it. <laughs> <laughs> she's in the room is why I did that. Well, my, mine's, mine's wife-related as well. Just, it's, it's, just it's, slapping well, you give me come. yours and then I'll give well, it. Well, mine would, mine would be our, our wedding day, obviously. No. Yeah, I was going to say the wedding. I was going to say wedding day, too. That's a that's a safe one, David. We'll go it's, with that. It's a safe We'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, I have pretty... Uh... It's followed, and mine's very followed, quite closely followed by meeting Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> I have pretty fun memories of Dave's wedding that day as well. That was a good day. It was a good day. It was a good day. If you were on a quiz show, what would be your specialist subject? Star Trek. Done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll be something comic related. It'll be either probably X Men or Jack Kirby related. Probably Kirby. Some, Kirby. Jack Kirby would be the way to go. Luke? You had to work in the Einstein factor question. We asked this <laughs> question of each other. Uh, no, actually, no, seven years ago, because I remember where we were sitting at the time. <laughs> That's creepy. So seven years on, you finally managed to work. It comes it. full circle. It comes full circle. My, I don't know, it's... Well, so you remember the conversation, but you don't remember what your answer is. <laughs> no, see, I, didn't know, I didn't really have an answer at the time. Bo? Uh, I mean, I think I would do really good on, like, a, a Star Trek panel, but I don't know that that would be my special subject. Seinfeld, maybe? <laughs> yeah. I thought you would have said Seinfeld. Yeah, I know everything about Seinfeld. That's true. <laughs> if the panel was really be... specific and it was actually everything that was wrong with Battlestar Galactica, you'd be fine. 
And then I don't my, hate it that much, really. <laughs> and then my response would be everything that's right with Battlestar Galactica. And, you know, you'd find that oh, there's this... a discrepancy between the two. Yeah. Oh, this would be great. We should have Bo versus Luke on whether or not Battlestar Galactica is good. I, I do not accept that challenge. <laughs> yeah, Mine would be, be Spider-Man, for sure. And maybe Star Wars. I don't know. <laughs> it depends. I think you'd be very good on Star Wars. It you does beat everybody knows at Star Wars, Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. I've never been beaten at Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. If there was Pursuit, a Spider-Man Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> that would be awesome. No one would ever play with The you. challenge is there. Anybody who thinks they can beat me at Star Wars Trivial Pursuit. But is there a Seinfeld Trivial Pursuit? Uh, no. Moops! <laughs> it was Moops! <laughs> it's Moors, you idiot! Moors! Moose. Okay, so if you if you could be any video game, movie, book, comic character, basically any fictional character, who would you be and why? I'm gonna have the same answer as David. I don't think so. <laughs> Mine's Captain Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> why would you be Captain Crunch? I don't know, because I knew you wouldn't say that. <laughs> I would say Peter Parker. Yeah. Of course you would. <laughs> yeah, my, my would be my would be spider. Sure. Okay, but here's the question: Why though? I mean, Peter Parker, complete loser, gets superpowers. But he really life is. gets even worse for him. I mean, he's he's the one say... superhero whose life is just total crap most of the time. Yeah, now, nowadays would... he's actually doing all right. I would say it's because it's the least change. Like yeah. minus the superpowers, I'm pretty close. Yeah, he's yeah. exactly okay, right. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back, in, back in my youth, I looked like Peter Parker. When did you feel depressed about my life, by the way? <laughs> yeah, you bastard. I don't know. I feel bad now. Um, maybe maybe Samantha Carter? Oh, Star- Stargate. Stargate. So I get to go to the Stargate. Well, that's a fair call. She, was, she kicked a bit of a butt. Yeah, she was all right. That was a good choice. She's a smart lady. She gets to go to the Stargate. You do it just to jump through the stargate, is that what you're saying? Just to, yeah. You could be anybody. You could be just a, just a, just a common soldier. They get to yeah. jump through. They just oh, die I'll, at the I'll, end. Be, I'll be Tilk. <laughs> that was a good choice. I'm going to be very specific about this because, really, I'd be Superman because just awesome powers. You'd be flying around. Everyone would love you. That'd be fantastic. But you would have been George Reeves' version. I'd, I'd want to be because um, I love Art Deco. Like, it's my absolute favourite period as far as architecture fashion, and fashion and styles go. So I'd want to be like um, Superman, but maybe in that really cool Bruce Timm Art Deco-y nice. Metropolis that they created for the cartoon. That's a cool So choice. I'd combine, combine the, the two. So that, I'd like, want to be specifically... I loved that. how it was Art Deco decor and stuff, but with modern computers. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, cool. But let's say, in fact, who wouldn't want to be like flying around all the time? Yeah, that's a good choice. Able to like, lift mountains and stuff. Wearing your cool. undies on the outside. Absolutely. I mean, I'd do that anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> He's doing it right now. You could uh, just be Quell Man. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest American hero. Believe it or not, I... George isn't at home. <laughs> um, um, well, I've got two, really. I mean, the first one, the obvious one, is Batman. Yeah. Um, yes, because you'd want to be an obsessive nutcase whose parents have been killed and that's driven <laughs> you. Your Lauren, and that's, his, that's his choice. He can live with his choice. Uh, you know, there's 50% of that statement that's actually correct. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> um, my parents are well and alive, thank you very much. That is true, but you still are an obsessive nutcase, so mm-hmm. that works. Um, the other one is the doctor. Oh, cool, uh, good, good choice. Yeah, good choice. Because you know, you can would just you, look would, like would yourself. Would you want to live, the doctors live with a lot of guilt, and like he has a really dark shadow over his head, would you want that? Luke has no guilt. Mm. <laughs> yeah, he, he'd be the no guilt version. <laughs> but Doctor also has a lot of fun as well. So that's, <laughs> that is he does, true. He um, does. 
And nowadays, hot companions. <laughs> and I guess Peter Parker lives with guilt, too, actually. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's not a that's, good yeah. argument. Yeah, but he also gets to live with Mary Jane, so that's that's fair enough. I'd balance that up. Not anymore. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, we're talking. And, and, and really, would you want a woman that's willing to sell her soul to the devil just to? <laughs> we're obviously talking pre-brand new day. <laughs> right, okay. <Yeah>. <laughs> one more day. Back when Spidey was actually good. Uh, was geez. it one? One more? One yeah. more day? One more day. It's was not brand there. new day. No, well, one more day was when she saw it when they they do the devil stuff, and brand new day was after this after. Oh, that. okay. There's both. I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So um, you would definitely go with Spider Man. I'd definitely go with Peter Parker for sure. Not just yeah. Spider Man. Peter Parker. Yeah. No. Okay. If I had to. I mean, I prefer being myself because I'm awesome. But if I, if I answer the question, it would be Peter Parker. Yeah, I'd rather be married to you than Peter Parker. Followed closely by Han Solo. <laughs> yeah, well, if you were married to Peter Parker, you'd have to sell your soul to the devil to end the marriage. She didn't sell her soul to the devil, Dave. She sold the, the possibility of their daughter. So that her daughter that's even worse. Right, right, that's meant to make this better. <laughs> <laughs> Just get it right, that's what I'm saying. Right. It's, I'm talking, it's quiz show special subject. <laughs> Hi, it's Paul Mason, and happy 100th episode for NCP. Okay, well, let's, let's uh, go to a nice easy one. Favourite movie? Lord Star Wars. As in A New Hope? A New Hope, yes. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. 2001. Bo? Being John Malkovich. Nice. Oh, good choice. Cool. Yeah. yours? Well, that was easy. Uh, Back to the Future. Not Spider-Man 2. No. Well, Spider-Man 2 is pretty good. <laughs> but, no, yeah, back I'm sorry. To back, back to the Future is miles ahead of Spider-Man 2. Back to the Future has it all. Has it all. It's brilliant. David has seen Back to the Future uh, triple digit number of times. I, esti- I, I guesstimate I've seen it over 300 times. Yep. yep. Which is more than Star Wars. I think. He's seen it so much that he actually hasn't watched the Blu-rays yet that he got for Christmas two years ago. Oh, no. <laughs> so I just don't want to watch it ever again. Uh, so moving on from their favourite actor or actress? James Stewart and Catherine Hepburn. Mine's pretty close to that, actually. Um, Humphrey Bogart. In fact, I base most of my life on... Wanting to be Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> what was the answer to your question then? Because Humphrey Bogart can't fly. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough. That is a, that's a great result. If Humphrey Bogart could fly, that would be <laughs> it would have been Humphrey Bogart. Yeah. Look, look, there, there, are, there, are three, there are three people that, there are three characters that helped shape my uh, moral core. Superman, Luke Skywalker, and Humphrey Bogart. That's <laughs> in all of his movies. You learnt morals from Luke Skywalker. Absolutely. Guy's a douche, but he's a guy that is trying to do his best and you know help people for you know the don't for say the for the greater good. No, it's for his personal good. Let's see, this is a whole different conversation. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Did you say actress? Yeah, uh, Humphrey Bogart and Catherine Hepburn definitely. Oh, cool. Always love Catherine Hepburn. She's awesome. She's awesome. Um, like Richo, Humphrey Bogart. Um, oh, I have a, I have a Humphrey Bogart section on my DVD case. Me too. Um, you know. Everything else is, you know, in, in categories and things like that. Uh, Bogart gets his own section. So, my favourite actress is Sigourney Weaver. Nice. Um, she kicks butt. And let's face it, Aliens. There was a brilliant out Sigourney Weaver, Ripley's cosplay at uh, Oz Comic Con. Oh, yeah. So, so it's, based, it's Ripley from Alien. Yep. So she's got the big hair and the, and the steward jumpsuit. Awesome. And she had a little little cat for, uh, <laughs> for Jonesy. And she had a face hugger stuck to her back. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. That is cool. Bo. The actress that plays Linda Litsky in Burn After Reading, and she's also in Fargo. Ah, oh, uh, Frances McDormand. Yeah, Frances McDormand. Oh, yeah, McDormand. Yeah, yeah. she's um, awesome. And I also like John Malkovich. Oh, they're both in They're both in Burn After Reading. Yes. Yeah. Anytime John Malkovich is in something, I'll give it a shot. Like, I, I, like it could be terrible, but 
he usually picks good movies. Brad Pitt's the same way. He always picks good movies. Anytime they're in a movie, I'm like, the movie looks kind of bad. But Brad Pitt's in it might be good, you know. <laughs> same. <laughs> so, but I'm still going to say John Malkovich because he's just an asshole in everything he's in. <laughs> Malkovich, Malkovich. Uh, it's funny because it's true. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and everything she's been in, she kind of plays like a different type of role. She's really good at that yeah. kind of quirky thing. So uh, I, I like her. Cool. She's awesome. Uh, so moving on to that, favorite directors. I don't really have, uh, until I would sort of started hanging out with you guys, I really didn't take any notice of particular directors' work, except for maybe the big ones like Spielberg and mm-hmm. Spielberg. Maybe I should say Spielberg. And see your Spielbergo. He's not your Mexican counterpart. <laughs> What the hell? All right, uh, Richard? Yeah, look, um, if I was trying to find a director who I've loved every, or at least liked every movie that I've seen of theirs, it would probably be Stanley Kubrick. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah, oh, well, that's good. Yeah, Even Barry I mean, Lyndon? There's a, well, actually, funnily enough, I haven't seen Barry Lyndon, it's but I've pretty much seen everything else, and I've liked all of them. So, yeah. um, And as, as many directors as I love, he's probably the closest to somebody who's made all films that I like. Yeah. That's how, that's how I sort of think about it. It's, it's. I don't love everything he's done. Yeah, but I've at least liked everything. Yeah, that that you can always get something from that yeah. person's films. And just to for solve, me, that's Kubrick. To solve the mystery, it would in fact be Kubrick. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. I can tell you my least favorite director, James won't. Cameron. James Cameron. <laughs> My least favorite, my least favorite director is Michael Bay. Yeah, Michael Bay by, by a far, far margin. Yeah. At least Michael Bay is consistently bad. <laughs> That's true. James Cameron can be quite good, but I can't think of a single good Michael Bay film. Luke, I don't have a favorite director. Um, I'm, you know, I admire guys like Sergio Leone and Stanley Kubrick, but I haven't loved every single that they've that they've made. Yeah. Um, so I actually don't have a. Uh, I I don't actually have a favorite director. Yeah, if that makes sense. So like Richard and I was saying, yeah. we at least like them. Like yeah. Barry Lyndon, I think is Kubrick's worst film, mm. but it's still genius compared to Michael Bay. <laughs> so, I mean, so it's 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 Kubrick's least my my least favorite Kubrick film, mm. but at least it's still good. Yeah. See, so that situation, I'd say things like you know, I like a lot of Kubrick's output. Yeah. But he's not my favorite director because I haven't admired everything. I'm not. A, I don't like The Shining, for instance. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Um. Bro, he doesn't like The Shining. I know, what an insane lunatic. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I've known him... I've I don't star Galactica. I've known him for 14 years, Bo, and I can't understand yeah. that either. I mean, he does like Battlestar Galactica, so... Yes. <laughs> I, I, I love Battlestar Galactica, I don't like The Shining. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, uh, Bo, yours? Uh, I was going to say the Coen brothers. Uh, yeah. We could say yeah. Ethan Coen, to be specific. Nah, it's just a joke. The Coen brothers are... <laughs> <all good. laughs> Yeah, um, I think he pulls all the weight. Really, is what it is. <laughs> um, now, and if I wanted to pick something, so I've already picked uh, two Coen Brothers movies for my favorite actor and actresses or actress. Um, so if I were to go like a different direction that I know would piss you guys off, I would say Kevin Smith. Um, <laughs> I know his movies are not necessarily like you know classic art or anything, but uh, I really love the vibe of them, and I grew up just loving those movies. Like I have early fond memories of watching uh, Clerks, and so I, I would definitely say Kevin Smith is on my list somewhere. Yeah. Um, but as far as just movies that are just really classically good, the Coen Brothers, I like all their movies. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Coen's are awesome. I'm less offended by that than if you'd said something like J.J. J. Abrams. 
Then I'm like, come James on. James Abrams is the hot new thing, and I really like his movies, but like, I'm not ready to say he's my favorite director or anything yet, though. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm not offended by Kevin Smith, that's fine. That's no, a, Kevin Smith's first three films are actually Clarks quite is awesome. good. Yeah, Clarks and Chasing Amy. Yeah. Abrams, on the other hand, I don't think he's produced a good film. <laughs> Anyway, back to Michael Bay. I'd actually, I'd rather watch a Tony Scott film than a Michael Bay film. At least Tony Scott's films make sense. That's it. At least they make sense. That's it. Look, t- Tony Scott films have a story. It's usually not a very good story, but at least there's a story there. Hi, this is Mitch from All Star Comics, and uh, happy 100th episode, NCP. All right. So, favorite game. Now, when I say game, I mean any like board game, video game. Oh, Rino, 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 hide and seek game. game. Oh, right. I don't care. Any game. Easy, Magic the Gathering. Because, you know, I don't play it much as much now as I did when I was younger, but I would say there's no game ever in existence that I have spent more time playing than Magic the Gathering since I was, you know, old enough to know the rules. Now he's played <laughs> it across the world. <laughs> I've, even, I've even played it cross countries, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, Magic Skype, that was awesome. <laughs> My all-time probably favourite game ever from my whole life is when we were little kids, my brother made up this game called Uncle Jack, Cindy and Sally. Hang on a second. Wait, say that again. Uncle Jack. Cindy and Sally. Cindy and Sally. Yeah, he was Uncle Jack. Uh, uh, and this sounds disturbing as hell. <laughs> it and does. I'm not ashamed it sounds kind of wrong. Uncle Jack. You've got to see the grin on Bo's face. This sounds so disturbing. <laughs> yeah, this is not, not right. Not, How about we let it, Crystal explain it the rules? Hiding, hiding any pickles. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, a, is it a touchy game? No, nobody touches anything. Uh, he was Uncle Jack, and me and my sisters were Cindy and Sally, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> what? <laughs> just... How is that a game? <laughs> you're, not, you're not making it any better so for we yourself, are really you? really small. But there's like, no rules. We were, we were like really, really small kids, yeah. really tight, like single-digit kids, <laughs> small kids, and, and we just uh, would sort of go camping or something. It was just like we'd made up our own little family, and that was just the way we... Ah, <laughs> we I get played. you. I got you there. There was nothing... That sounds awesome. Nothing untoward about it. It was just pure child innocence. That's great. That's what yeah. I loved about it. <laughs> so this is become you know, my favourite podcast uh, moment. We get halfway through the game and, and lose all interest and, and, and go and do something else. <laughs> you lose interest because there's no game, no rules. There's no game. There's no winner or loser. There's no, there's no game. game. You just have yeah. a title. <laughs> but, then, but, then, but then a few days later, we'd go like it'd be school holidays or something. We go, let's play Uncle Jack City and Telly. <laughs> brilliant. Ah, <laughs> uh, the things you learn while doing a podcast. We should reinvent that. Just game. reiterate, we were very. Very little children. That's you'd have to get. That's fine. I believe you. Like, like six and three years old. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's a great, great, great game. My new favorite. I'm gonna read it. I've got another favorite game. Oh, okay. When I was uh, a bit older, like uh, 13, 14, I'd take my baby sister for walks up the street or something, and she was only a little toddler. And on a leash, sort of stuff? No, 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 no. no. But toddlers, <laughs> are, toddlers are a bit like dogs in that they will sort of stay behind and have, have trying to hard to keep up. So we'd play stop and go. So I'd say, say to her, let's play stop and go. She'd go, yay. So I'd go, go. And she'd run ahead of me. So I'd sort of walk up and then I'd say, stop. And she'd stop and wait for me. And I'd go. And then this is the way for me to keep her up with me rather than sort of lagging behind. Ah, pretty smart. I thought that's a very smart game. <laughs> Not very interesting though. <laughs> Everything is. Yeah, but you're playing. You are playing with a toddler though. Yeah. So. To be fair, yes. We're not talking Star Wars Trooper here. This toddler, <laughs> this toddler now is older than Bo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although was he just his birthday? Was his birthday? Yes, she's still older than Bo. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how aging works. <laughs> 
Uh, look, it's, uh, I, I was going to say um, a role-playing game called Millennium, because basically I invented it. <laughs> hey. And we've played it um, on and off since 1990. Basically, I invented it because I couldn't find a, a superhero role-playing game that did exactly what I wanted it to do. And uh, Dave's actually uh, done a lot of work over the years on it as well. But, um, yeah, if I'm not, uh, you know, blowing my own horn or anything here... Um, <laughs> I was, uh, was going to say, Millennium. Awesome. Well, I'm glad you've enjoyed it for, for these oh, last... I heard about this. He told yeah. me about it. Let's face okay. it, I did most of the work. Yeah, look, at, at, the, time, at the time there was... Um, I invented it in 1990, and at the time there were really... There was, like, champions... And I didn't like, didn't like Champions. This local one called Super Squadron, and that was a bit weak. And um, yeah, and it's just like I just couldn't find a game that that did what I wanted it to do, which was to basically have you be able to inflict and take massive amounts of damage in massive superhero type fights. Yeah, so I went bugger it. I will create my own, and got Dave involved as well um, in '92 when we met. Yeah, but as far as other people's games. Uh, I've got to say, the game that I love playing the most is actually the board game Talisman, of which I now have four different versions of that game. And, uh, once, <laughs> again, Talisman. once again, it's a game I've been playing since 1989, um, and I love it. And I continue to buy the current version of it today, and I don't really get to play it very often because it takes about 400 hours to play, <laughs> and that's not including the 300 hours it takes to set the game up in the first place. But um, yeah, Talisman, love that game. Well, Millennium have, uh, and Millennium and Magic have been mentioned already, so I'll go with something different name. I'll go with the classic chess. Cl- your classic strategy game. Fair enough. I, I've got the 3D version. Yeah, 3D chess. Star Trek chess. Never I don't played know, it. I don't know how to I... play it. There is a rule book. <laughs> there is no, a rule book. There's a rule book for it. Um, but, you know, chess. Uh, I absolutely love chess. Well, yeah, like I said, mine was, mine was Millennium. Not, not more so the game itself, which is awesome because we co-created it. But, yeah. Uh, but just the role-playing sessions is the yeah, fond, fond <laughs> no, memories but, of the game. Because the, the, the thing about Millennium, and yes, I am stroking your egos here a little bit, <laughs> is that um, we started by playing, uh, what was it? Uh, it was Heroes Unlimited. Heroes Unlimited, with its stupid, unbelievably pedantic rule system. Yeah. And we all went, no, this is ridiculous. We're spending far too long here calculating yeah. stats and things like that we want to play. So we went to Millennium, which was, you know, fun and easy and simple, and we could just get on with the business of role-playing. And then when we cut back to doing um, other games, like, for instance, Warhammer or um, Dungeons & Dragons, we went, nah, make this Millennium because it is so much more easier to actually get into the spirit of the game. Yeah, you can can stay on the podcast, Lucas. (laughs) Uh, So uh, what would be the best gift you've ever received? I'm holding up my engagement ring. (laughs) Does that count as a gift? It's more like a well, contract. Like, yeah, it's more like it's a contract. It's more like a prison sentence. It's more sentence. like a life sentence. Ring is not a contract. Luke? I think I'll go with the Batman bathrobe that I have. Good. Dressing gown. Awesome. Very yeah, good. that's right. Whoever gave you that must be a legend. Absolute legend. The gift was, a le- the gift was legendary. <laughs> the giver, on the other hand. Um, well, I'll go with my sister. Okay, that's, I, the, when I was younger, the best gift I ever got was a Mickey Mouse alarm clock which was shaped like a train and it was mickey mouse as the conductor um that was brilliant that's pretty awesome uh and as a grown-up it's my green goblin statue and i tell you what whoever got you that green goblin statue must be a dead set legend (laughs) um yeah i must admit i have uh two as well um and they are actually both statues for my 18th birthday a whole bunch of people got together and uh, bought me this awesome wizard statue. Yeah. 
So that was awesome. But also, um, more recently, the Scarlet Witch statue that was purchased for me by the, the crew. And um, being a massive Scarlet Witch fan, that statue is absolutely brilliant. So I've got one more. My dad went to the last um, Doctor Who convention. Actually, not this year's. Last year's Doctor Who convention where Peter Davison and um, Colin Baker came out. And he actually got me a, um, a signed photo of Peter Davison, who's my second favourite Doctor and it's his favourite Doctor. Cool. Um, so, yeah, I'll also include that. I've only, I don't remember this very much. I kind of do, but I've heard a lot of stories from my dad about it. Um, when I was a little kid, like one of my early Christmases where, I, you know, I was still doing the Santa Claus thing, he got me a, one of those, you know, those cars you used to be able to get in and they were like battery operated little electric cars for yeah, kids. Yeah. I had a Batmobile. <laughs> That's and, awesome. Because my parents are separated. My dad used to drive down from Augusta on, every Christmas morning. Um, and my dad said that he brought that thing down from Augusta, set it up before I woke up. And then they went and woke me up. And he said that I ran in the room and we didn't have a chimney in the house we were living in. And that said, I looked at the Batmobile and then I looked at the window and then I looked at the Batmobile and I looked at the window and I said, he must have brought it in through the window. <laughs> Brilliant. That is awesome. Which, which Batmobile was it? Was it like the 60s one or the more modern No, it was, it, it was like the one from the, um, from the first movies. Oh, yeah. the Tim Burton one. With the, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, with a little pointy thing at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's but crazy. Uh, it was we didn't have any our yard was all grass and um I had to it was such a low rider like I had to ride it on the road and so like my mom would like stop traffic to let me ride it for a little bit <laughs> and take it back inside. <laughs> Good on you, mom. That's, That's awesome. awesome. Stops yeah. traffic. No, you will let my son ride his toy. <laughs> That's we lived on a very dead street. It was a very dead street, so she didn't have to stop too much traffic. Um, and then as an adult, uh, I got to say my uh, my uh, Spider Man statue that old David gave me. Oh, you just Aww. say that because it's the real sure. <laughs> Old David, I like that. Old it David. Was, <laughs> old it was really, David. It was really nice, though. It was really nice. You were showing me your statues. You got to the Spider Man. I was like, oh, that's really cool. And then next thing I know, there's one in the mail. <laughs> that is pretty nice awesome. Guy. It is good. <laughs> Thanks. I am a nice guy. That's true. Hi guys, Ron from 42 Geek Street, just wishing David and the gang from NCP a happy 100th episode. Awesome work guys, well done. If today was your last day, what would you, what would you do to spend that day? Well, the first thing I would do is actually, like, once I'd like showered and got <laughs> some clothes and everything. You would actually bother sharing on your last day? Yep, absolutely I would. Because <laughs> oh, then, then I would go out and I would have like a massive breakfast. Like I would, I'd go into like an awesome uh, like cafe or restaurant and just order the works. I have one of one of everything. Yeah, yeah, I want I want scrambled eggs and poached eggs, and <laughs> I want eggs Benedict, and egg, you know, and then be like, yeah, just pour massive amounts of. Co- I want every type of coffee you've got. <laughs> you get very low standards for your last day. Well, that's only the morning. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, the afternoon you'll be sleeping it off. What is it? I'm just thinking more along the lines of the main event of that last day. Oh, right, okay. well, don't, don't tell me the whole 24 hours. We've only got a certain amount of time. To Previously on 24. <laughs> Anybody else? I can't hmm. say mine out in public. Oh, that's lovely. <laughs> Yeah, look, if it's what uh, I think it is. <laughs> well, if it's, not, right. if it's not what you think it is, then it's a real problem. <laughs> killing a dozen people. It doesn't involve no. Uncle Jack or something. <laughs> yeah. I'll be your Uncle Jack, Shoot, baby. Uncle Jack. That's creepy, man. Look, <laughs> anything? Yeah, probably more of the same, really. Kick back, <laughs> read some comics, watch some TV. Call your I parents. Think... 
Yeah, Maybe. Yes. <laughs> I'd want to spend a little bit of time with every person that my that was important to me in my life. At oh, that point. you'd have like the David Tennant last day of the Doctor thing. Yeah, yeah except it'd be more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Shut up. Piss off. <laughs> Bring on Matt Smith. You've overstayed your welcome. <laughs> Jeez. But no, I, I would want to actually catch up with each of the people that you know that meant something to me in my life. Like something yeah. important. Yumbo? I don't know, man. I keep going back to I just want to spend the, the entire day doing something like just walking around a con with Becca or something like that. I don't even I would I would want it to be something simple that I just enjoyed doing that I could do all day. Cool. <gasps> No, bugger that. <laughs> well, bugger Bo's one or your one? No, no, no. Bo's one is lovely and I really, I respect his uh, choice. But seriously, now that I think about it, I'm going to die anyway. So I'd be like skydiving and all the stuff that I think would kill yeah. me. Because I'm going to die anyway, so why not? <laughs> skydiving. Yeah, yeah, I'd go like, I don't know, base jumping or something. Bungee jumping. Yeah, absolutely. All the all the things that are like, don't do it because it's too dangerous. You know, like, uh, I don't know, parkouring or whatever. <laughs> parkouring. Jump between you buildings. That's you all could never parkour. parkour. <laughs> That's right, but it doesn't matter because if it killed me, I'd be dying anyway. You did in the first jump. <laughs> but you see, I don't, I don't do those things out of the fear of death. I, I, they don't, they seem terrifying for other reasons. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I would enjoy doing that even on my last day. <laughs> Fair enough. The sky, the sky day is a, is a cool one. I, parkour, I, I'm too. No, lazy, no, no. I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't parkour because I just, I like. I just not very wouldn't be good Parkour at it. Parkour requires some degree of skill. Where skydiving, you just jump. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's mine's sort of a combination of uh, of uh, Richos and bows. I would I'd spend most of it with Crystal, and and then go and visit everybody. Oh, not nice. you though. What? <laughs> no, for, just for that, I'm going to skydive onto you. <laughs> that would be hilarious. It's both our last days. That's right. The moment, we, the moment we spend together is me actually crashing into you and killing you. As I you would do that, yeah, wouldn't you? I would. That's our relationship. That's in a nutshell. That's our relationship. You'd be like uh, the, the, the uh, French aristocrats that had their heads chopped off and then one was biting the other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, let's, let's finish up with the last question now. It's the pearl. It's, it's the... the NCP trademark question. I'm going to give each of you a chance to, to answer it. So think about it. If you were doing this interview, what would be the one question that you would want asked and what was the answer? What the hell convinced you that this podcast would be a good idea in the first place? <laughs> um, the idea that I could possibly be rich <laughs> and to spend more time with you guys. Ah, oh, then my follow-up question would that be, what made you think that you would actually get rich doing this podcast? <laughs> because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Anybody else? Uh, I've, I've been spending a lot of time thinking about this because I knew you were going to ask it. Even, you know, just because it's just the, the standard NCB question. It's my beloved question. It is. I love the responses to this. When I interviewed Max Gronacek, he was like, I don't have an answer for you, but I've got like a 14-hour flight back to the States. I've got to be thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> Was Jack the Ripper really the Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit or no? Did I pick this job for a quick buck? <laughs> Bo? Man, it's hard. I would say, what is the, the most meaningful thing that has come out of podcasting 100 episodes? Nice. Oh, that's a good nice. One. So what is the answer? And then, and then, if I were to answer, I would say the people that I've got to meet that I never had a chance of meeting, um, 
except for through podcasting. You guys, just other people in the world that I've, I've gotten to meet through ECN, um, but especially like, you know, just friendship with you all. That's awesome, answer. Nice. Now, do, you, do you all feel bad now? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I asked hard weeks thinking about this and still didn't come up with anything. I asked hard hitting probing <laughs> questions about, you know, histor- that have historical significance. <laughs> Granted, I wasn't the first one to ask these questions, but. Well, it's actually uh, funny because we, did, we didn't rehearse this, but it's actually funny because my answer was going to be why did you start this show? So, Richo's joke question was actually my real question. It's like, why did you do this? And funnily enough, my answer is quite is similar to Bo's is, is in the chance to, I mean, it means I get to spend more time with you guys that I wouldn't normally get to spend. I get to do things that I wouldn't normally get to do. I mean, we, I used to go to cons and stuff anyway. Mm. Um, but, you know, it just it, the chances to meet people, I mean, it, it opens doors and, and the chance to actually get to talk to these people. You know, I mean, I would have gotten to meet Stanley anyway, but, uh, in, by, by interviewing, you know, Cara Dulia and, and Delea and stuff like that. You know, I can never pronounce the guy's last name. But, you know, it's it, that sort of stuff. But and, and also, yeah, the chance to meet Bo. And, and I mean, I, I've now got a, a friend around the, from the other side of the world that, you know, I wouldn't have had. And uh, I just, you know, if you had the Google search Nerd Culture Podcasts, <laughs> you know, you know. It's really Google searching Mario. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> we never, we never had it. So it's just, yeah. I, I, I guess it's this. I mean, it's just a chance to, just to sort of interact with people and you know, and, and meet new people and and bring some joy into people's lives. It's, it's, that's basically it, why I do. It. There is something that yeah. does, I must admit, that does amaze me from time to time about these podcasts that we do. And you mentioned earlier that we have an episode that five thousand people have downloaded, yeah, and listened to. Mm. And I think... I didn't say I listened to it. I just said the dealer. Look, that's good enough. <laughs> that's all <laughs> I care about. I realised what it was and then deleted it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what, what the hell is this? I didn't click the dealer. But, I mean, it, it, it does amaze me to think that, you know, we, we, we come here, we record, you know, we sit in this lounge room, we catch up, we record the studio, these episodes. The studio, the studio. Sorry. In, in, in a state-of-the-art, futuristic 21st century <laughs> studio. And, you know, we, we do that, record that, but it's kind of a little bit... For for me, at least, a little bit isolated. As if we talk, we chat, you put it together. You know, if I remember, I listen to it, and you know, um, you never but listen. The, but the well, I didn't say if I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but the amazing thing that that there are people out there that are actually listening to our podcast, and I'm assuming enjoy enjoying it because you know we continue to do it. People continue to download it. It's actually pretty amazing. Yeah, and and it, it kind is. of when I it's kind of um you know when I sort of sit back and reflect on that, it's actually quite humbling as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, I just appreciate having the opportunity to do that. You know, it's amazing. That's I mean, that, that's it. I mean, our audience is is not you know huge. I mean, it's not you know smodcasts level of audience, but still, it's it's a group of wonderful people that feel that what we say is you know funny or entertaining or whatever it is, whatever for whatever reason that they listen. And it's it's amazing. It's amazing to me. I enjoy that too, and I enjoy the uh, conversation we have every. Week now, it's every week now. It is week every week. Every week, um, and it's the creative process that we go through, and the stuff that we come up with that we, we could never imagined that we were going to say at the beginning of the podcast. But I also enjoy the background stuff. I get to do the banner for every podcast. 
Yeah. And that can awesome be awesome banners. That can be really a lot of fun until David comes along and says, "That's wrong. Do it this way." <laughs> <laughs> Especially the ones that uh, the contest of champions ones that I've started doing. It. I guess we'll wrap it up with that. I mean, it's it's. I mean, further f- for what I was saying, it was. I mean, I, I, every now and again during an episode, I'll joke around and say, "We we do it for you, listeners." But I mean, it's no joke around. We actually really do. I mean, there's, and I'm not lying when I say there are some dark moments where I sit there sort of thinking. I mean, like Bo was saying at the start, it's it's a lot of work. It's not just us just sitting yeah. around eating tiny teddies, you know what I mean? It's, there's a lot of stuff involved. Yeah, for and, every minute uh, we record, there's about five minutes worth of editing time. Yeah, yes. and, uh, and there, are, there have been times, I won't die, where I've thought, why why am I doing this? And and the reason I continue on is, is for those reasons. I mean, I get to talk to you guys, I get to talk to you guys out there in podcast land and, you know... and. Every time you've said that to me, uh, not long after, something will happen that make you think, oh, wow, this is really cool. Like you'll yeah. get an email from somebody, you'll get a comment on the website, somebody will tweet you. It is amazing how that yeah. works. And feedback feedback for us is is absolutely uh, amazing. And, and yeah, like Crystal said, it's brought us back. There, there's been times where I've actually seriously considered giving it up. And, and strangely, it's like the universe responds and, and an email will pop in you know, and say, I love you guys and, you know, I want to enter the competition or whatever the case would be. Or even they've disagreed with something. I, even when I got disagreements on the Prometheus post and stuff like that, it was awesome because it meant people were passionate about it. You know, it's like, I disagree with you, but hey, that's fine. <laughs> you know, you're entitled to your opinion. I mean, that sort of stuff is just, is brilliant, brilliant stuff. So keep up the feedback and uh, just generally heartfelt thank you for listening. We wouldn't be here without you. So otherwise we'd be talking to dead air and that would be pretty bad <laughs> with that with that saying let's uh make somebody's life very very exciting and uh give away the mega bag of swag do we have the hat we have the hat a uh, hat full of names people have been uh, sending in entries now this is the most entries i've ever had it's like looking at confetti in this thing brilliant brilliant stuff i've uh i've written down everybody's name in an entry so thank you very much for everybody who entered Hopefully, quick shipping or cheap shipping. <laughs> just uh, if you uh, if you are in the states, I just want to point out <laughs> I'm not going to send it until actually we actually go over there. I'll take it with me and I'll do it there. So, uh, so my lovely assistant, Richo. So once so once again, uh, so just uh, so thanks once again to All Star Comics uh, and Man Man Entertainment for uh, uh, being a part of it and uh, giving us some some stuff to give us away. Um, not to mention the prize cupboard. All Star. And not to mention the price code, yes. It's a combination of, 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 the, of them and uh, stuff that we've had lying around as well. And it's just, All-Star Comics and Madman have just been so very supportive of us and uh, of what we do, and uh, I just can't praise them enough. So, my lovely assistant, not Richo. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, so drum roll, please, Luke. I can't read that. <laughs> that's why that's why I asked if you want me to read it out because my handwriting is so terrible. Yes it is. <laughs> okay, so the winner is Meow Lee Cat. Meow Lee Cat. La Cat. Oh, no, I can't pronounce it. But it's Meow, meow La Cat. So it's one of La our Cat. Facebook followers. Meow La Cat. And hopefully you have their real information, right? Well, uh Meow says you need to obviously now give us your real information. So uh congratulations to the me- for the mega bag of swag. It's you've got all the stuff. And uh, you just send us in your postal address, or Hal, if you live in Melbourne, Australia, hopefully you do. <laughs> Let me know, and we'll, uh, we'll hand it over, whatever the case may be. But uh, congratulations, that's awesome. Huge, huge stuff. I'm not going to read it all out, because there's a lot of stuff. And obviously you already know what's in it, otherwise you would have invented. Yeah, well that's a good point. <laughs> it's the swaggiest bag we've ever 
we've ever swagged. <laughs> <laughs> it's got more swag than Justin Bieber. <laughs> One Charlie that swag, was, man. That was really bad. <laughs> that was really bad. <laughs> cool. Well, that's, that's it. It's, uh, that's it for episode 100. It's been absolutely awesome. Thank you very much uh, again to, to, the, to the crew, of course, uh, and to uh, everybody listening. And uh, for Bo for being on video Skype. It's been a lot of fun. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, and, for, uh, and for giving up your Saturday, was it? <laughs> yeah, Saturday night, yeah. Saturday, Saturday night. night yeah, it's 9.30 p.m. here. Oh, dude, you, you must be probably hungry. You've gone above and beyond, mate. <laughs> above and beyond. <laughs> cool, so that's, uh, so that's it for, for, for me on this special 100 episode and the crew. Crystal. I totally didn't think of anything to say. Bye! <laughs> As we bid farewell on the 100th episode, we think ahead to the next 100 and say, No! And look, I've enjoyed the privilege for the past 100 episodes of telling people just how wrong they are. Bo, you're wrong about Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Everyone else, you're wrong about everything. You're wrong about every time you've decided disagree with me to say in your face um, harshest critic in your just, face harshest critic you're just wrong <laughs> and Bo the next 100 episodes will have 50% more Bo <laughs> you're wrong just no, Bo he's actually quite correct <laughs> that's actually true <laughs> yeah, actually, every second episode the next, the next 100 episodes should have 100% more me awesome well, thank you very much, everybody, and keep tuning tune in for the next 100 episodes of awesome NCP action. 100 episodes. One of us. <laughs> Subscribe. Bye. Bye now. This is Super Marcy. And this is Bede the Terrible Australian. And we are from supermarcy.com and Super Podcast, and we are wishing NCP a happy 100th episode. Woo! You've been listening to Nerd Culture Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email to feedback at nerdculturepodcast.com. You can write on our wall if you go to the Facebook page. Go to facebook.com forward slash nerdculturepodcast. Tweet us at nerdculturecast. Skype us on nerdculturepodcast. If we don't answer, leave a message. We might even play it on the show. You can comment on any post on our website. www.nerdculturepodcast.com If you'd like to support the show... Use the Amazon affiliate widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. It doesn't cost you any extra, and a small percentage of the profit goes towards helping us to produce our show. We can see what you buy, but not who you are, so your privacy is assured. Check out our videos at ncptv.net, or search for NCPTV on YouTube, because we also have a YouTube channel. Don't forget, you can rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. Wondering where you can hear more of Bo? Go to ecnradio.com. Bo and David also have another podcast called Film Flames. More info at www.filmflames.com. You can find all of our podcasts and more at undercastnetwork.com. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for more episodes. <laughs>